I, I can't tell you a better way to start off your Sunday morning than whenever your daughter gives her life to Christ. Congratulations. It means more to the parents than it does the kids at this point. But we are so honored and thrilled for you guys. That's absolutely amazing. Um, we are in week three of a series called It Takes Faith. And you notice you don't have an outline in your hand today. Some of you are going to be a little lost. It's okay. We want you to pull out your Bible on your phone or whatever. We're going to have the scriptures on the screen, but we want you to be a little bit more involved that way today than writing all the notes. And the reason why is there's just so much good content that you won't have a chance to write it all down. And we're... You guys, come on now. Come on. Thanks, Alfaro. Uh, <laughs> today we start part three of our series, It Takes Faith. Faith, what we learned in week one, is not a one-time event, but rather a lifestyle that we're supposed to live. According to what the Bible says in Habakkuk 2.4, the just shall live by faith. So it is not a one-time faith event series. It is a lifelong endeavor. And we also learned that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And here's what that means. If faith is a substance, faith has a substance. Whatever you pull your faith from is the substance to which it is attached to. Let me explain. If you have a substance mindset of lack, then you pull from lack. If you have a substance of doubt in your life, then you begin to doubt things in your life. On the flip side, if you have the substance of faith in your life, you get the Word of God on the inside of you, and the substance that you pull from may not look like it in the natural has manifested, but according to the Word of God, it has. So you're pulling from the substance of what the Word of God says, not what you think about the situation. Does that make sense? <clears throat> We looked at the, the centurion in the New Testament. His son was sick and he said, Jesus, just speak the word and my son will be healed. He didn't even need to be in the room with him. He said, I believe if you speak the word, that's all you need to do. So what happened was when a man spoke a word in faith, God in heaven began to do something and the manifestation on earth took place and the boy was healed. Are we following? Okay, uh, whenever you speak something in faith, it creates an action in heaven and the manifestation can take place. And then uh, we looked at how last week how to grow our faith. We, we, it's important that we know what faith is, but then how do we grow in our faith? And it boiled down to you grow in your faith by reading the word and exercising it. Everyone say exercise. You read the word and then you exercise it. You can't just say, I have faith. Faith is an action. You have to put motion to that which what you speak. When you get in the word, you need the revealed word of God in your life and your situation to bring about the God situation. We learned that we all have a measure of faith. But what you decide to do with it is up to you. If you want to learn more about those two messages that we talked and beyond, 
Again, shameless plug. You can go to pathwaychurchok.com, watch and listen. All those are online. Check those out. I would highly encourage you. I have talked to two different pastors this week. No joke. I probably shouldn't be putting this online, but two different pastors in our town said, hey, I've been watching you for the last two months. I've already preached two of your sermons in our church here in town. So you, we're, we're, getting, we're, we're making some recognition out there. So God is doing some. Okay. All right. Today... <laughs> We want to to look at week three of our series, It Takes Faith, and we want to go on this concept of fighting the good fight of faith. This is going to be two parts. I'm going to scratch the surface today, and then next week we're going to dive in deep. So if this is your first time here, thank you for being here. We want to see you again next week for the, the deep, deep portion of what we're talking about. So on the screen, 1 Timothy chapter 6 says, But as for you, O man of God, pursue righteousness Godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. Verse 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life of which you are called. What does it mean to fight the good fight of faith? Today we're going to unfold that, unpack that a little bit. But before we get there, some things we need to make sure that we have clear. On this, again, on the screen, Hebrews 11.6. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. There must be an earnest diligence in our heart if we're going to touch God by our faith. Romans 1.17 says, The righteous shall live by, by faith. But what is this faith that we are to live by? In Romans 3, there's actually Paul teaches us this faith that we're to live by on the screen but by the law of faith. So there is a law of faith that we are to live by. And here's what the law of faith says. If you receive God and His promises via His Word, and you trust what the Word of God says, then Jesus says you will have it. Does that make sense? Let me say it again. The law of faith. If you receive God and His promises via His Word, and you trust what the Word of God says, Jesus says that you shall have it. Faith is seeing the promise of God, praying that promise through, and believing you have received it. Your business is to believe, and it's God's business to deliver the promise. However, there is this time between the praying and the manifestation of receiving what you're praying for. The time in between the praying for the miracle and the physical receiving of the miracle is what is known as fighting the good fight of faith. This, this is where you learn to hold on to God. I want you to know something if you don't already know this. But God is a good God. God is, He's for you. He wants you to prosper. He wants you to be blessed. He wants you to turn your cell phone off at church. He, <laughs> I'm just kidding. He, he wants you to have joy in your life. I'll, I'll go as far as saying that He wants you to be out of debt. He wants good things for you. He wants your family whole. But there's a problem that we don't uh, operate or we don't walk in those things because we don't operate under the law of faith. If we learn how to operate under the law of faith, those things in which God said that we can have are, are already ours. 
I don't know if you're getting that. If God is a good God and you want to walk in health, you want to walk in peace, you want the power of God in your life, you want to walk in the anointing, you want the gifts of the fruits of the Spirit manifested, love, joy, peace, you want all those things manifested, then you have to understand the law of faith. And if you don't understand the law of faith, you will never have those things present in your life. So today we're going to look at a story in the Bible that you've probably all read, heard, seen, thought of, but hopefully a little bit differently will be expressed to you today. On the screen, Mark chapter 11. This is about the story of the fig tree. On the following day, when they came from Bethany, he was hungry, meaning Jesus. And seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to see if he could find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And he said to it, verse 14, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. Basically, he cursed it. And it says the disciples heard it. Then verse 15 through 18 doesn't really address this situation that we're talking about. It actually talks about Jesus ministering in the temple. So we're going to skip to verse 19. And it said, And when evening came, they went out of the city. Basically, Jesus and his disciples had been ministering in one town. Evening came, they were walking back to the town where they lived. Verse 20. As they passed by in the morning, so now a whole day has passed, they saw the fig tree withered away to its roots. And Peter remembered and said to him, Jesus, or Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered them, have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart. Again, we talked about the substance of faith that you have in your life. But believes what he says will come to pass. It will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. There was a kind of faith that we see here that when Jesus spoke the word, the result did not manifest immediately. Up until this point, every time Jesus spoke, the manifestation was instantly. You read in the Bible, all throughout the, the Gospels, and suddenly a miracle. And suddenly the manifestation. There was when Jesus spoke, suddenly something took place. But here we have the first account where when Jesus prayed, the suddenly did not happen. Jesus spoke, and the outcome did not manifest immediately. Jesus had passed by that tree many times in the past. But this time when he passed by, it says in, in verse 14, Jesus said that no one will ever eat of this tree again. Put yourselves in the position of the disciples. They're used to seeing like super fast miracles. They're used to seeing when God says something or when Jesus says something, there's a manifestation that takes place. But this time when he said something, nothing took place. He cursed the tree and he went on with his business. We could say it this way. He spoke the word and he kept on walking. However, 
when he spoke the word this time, the tree didn't change. It still looked the same. It was as if nothing even happened. So I was thinking about this, praying about this. Like, what, what, why, 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 why? So I played out a scenario in my head because that's just what I like to do. And this is probably how the story really unfolded when it took place. Maybe not, but I, I would imagine this is pretty close to what happened. I, we're going to kind of reiterate some of this. Jesus and his disciples walked by the fig tree. They were heading to the town to minister, to do what they were wanting to do. Jesus saw the tree. He was hungry. And even though it wasn't even in the season for this tree to produce fruit, he cursed the tree. And, and we read that uh, the disciples heard him curse the tree. And, and this is what I think happened. I don't know, but this is kind of what I think happened. After Jesus cursed the tree, Peter and John were with him. And I think Peter wanted to see something take place. So Peter went over to the tree, you know, and he began to look. He's used to seeing miracles happen instantaneously. So Jesus cursed the tree. So Peter's like, I want to see this tree wither up. I want to see this tree die. So he walks over to the tree. He looks at it. He says, hey, John, because he can't say it very loud because he doesn't want Jesus to hear it. Hey, John, come here. The tree's still here. It still looks the exact same. Nothing, nothing's really changed at all. John, John, do you think Jesus went a little crazy with this one? Like, why, why is he worrying about a tree? Like, why is he trying to, to curse this tree? They were amazed that nothing happened. Tells you where their faith was at the beginning. Because they're always used to seeing Jesus move. And all of a sudden he said something and it didn't move. But Jesus said what he said. And he kept right on walking. He didn't stop and wait to explain anything to Peter, to, to John, to the other disciples. And then at the end of the day, the disciples and Jesus were walking back home. They ministered all day. And you know, you, you guys understand this. Whenever you're doing something, there's something in the back of your mind. You can be doing something else, but still it's kind of registering in the back of your mind. That's how I see this unfolding. Peter and John, they, they were seeing the miracles take place all day long. They were amazed at what they were doing and what Jesus was doing. But in the back of his mind, he was wondering, how come that tree didn't wither up? How come that tree didn't change any? And so... They got done ministering for the day and they walked back to the town where they were staying. And they're beginning to question themselves. Like, hey, we're going to walk by that tree. Do you think it's withered up yet? What do you think happened? It's got to be. It's got to be withered up. It's, it's got to be because Jesus spoke it. We went on. It's, it's, it's got to be. And as they got closer to it, hey, John, look. It's still the same. Why is it still? He, he said it. He did all these miracles today. This, this, this should be an easy miracle for him. Why is it still the same? It doesn't make sense. And so Jesus never even looked at the tree. Jesus has already spoken a word in faith. He didn't look by that tree and think, well, how come it hadn't withered up yet? He wasn't too much, too much wondering, curious about it. Jesus already spoke the word in faith, and he kept on walking. So whenever it came time to walk back by the tree, he never even acknowledged the tree. But the disciples did. And being that they're good friends, they started planning out, okay, we can come back tonight when everyone's asleep. 
We can kick the tree out of the way. We can go and dig up the tree and bury it. And then we go, oh, look, Jesus, yeah, it happened. Like they're, They got his back. You know, that's what compadres do. They have each other's back. And they thought about it like, well, no, 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 no. Let's just let's, let's play this out. Let's just see what happens. And the Bible tells us the next day, they got up and were going to that town to minister. And all night long, they've been wondering, about that tree. And all of a sudden, as they're walking, going to where God had called them or where Jesus was calling them to go, they come up to the tree. And in verse 21, Peter, shocked, Jesus, look, the tree, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. The words spoken in faith brought about a result, but it was delayed. Here's what the law of faith looks like. When Jesus spoke the word, it was finished. But still, the physical manifestation had not happened yet. Jesus no longer thought about that tree. He walked by that tree and didn't even give it a second thought. A word spoken in faith is a word that will come to pass. Let me take you down two different roads about this tree. The first road is the physical tree from the surface. The tree was still there. The leaves were still there. The grass was still there. The leaves hadn't even fallen yet. The second road we want to look at is what was under the ground that you could not see, the root system. The very moment that Jesus spoke the word, the word of God began manifest in an area that you could not see. The healthy, strong roots under the ground that you could not see began to dry up. From the surface, it looked like everything was still the same. From the surface, it looked like the tree was still healthy. The leaves were still there. The grass around it was still nice and fresh and all that. But under the surface, the thing that you could not see, the, the, the physical manifestation began to take place. Just because you speak something and it does not happen instantly does not mean the words that you speak are ineffective. There is the seen and the unseen realm in your faith. That is truly understanding the law of faith. Jesus could have spoken to that tree to wither up instantly, but he wanted to show us there are things in your life that from the surface, from the things that are seen, look one way, but I'm doing a work in your life from what's under the surface, what nobody else can see, that only you and God know about. And there is a side in your life that God is working on that doesn't seem to make sense from the surface, but under the ground, God is doing a miracle manifest Manifesting the glory of heaven in your life. Fighting the good fight of faith is learning how to trust in the word of God when the thing that you're looking at has not changed from the day previous. We do not give up on the word of God. 
We do not give leverage to Satan in what he is trying to put in your mind. The Word of God is your standard and it is your promise. The moment Jesus spoke, the unseen began to change. There was a process. This process is teaching us the good fight of faith. There always seems to be a gap, listen to me, from the pain and the promise. Fighting the good fight of faith is moving from pain to promise. But there is a gap. And in this gap is where we learn how to fight the good fight of faith. In this gap is where we are prepared for the next season in our lives. In this gap is where we become a lifestyle and, and begin to have a lifestyle of holiness, of righteousness. It's in the gap when you go from good to great. It's in the gap where you begin to learn how to hear God's voice. It's in the gap that where your faith is strengthened. It's in the gap where your anointing is refined. Don't get lost in the gap. The pain is here. The promise of the word of God will not return void if you learn how to fight the good fight. If have you ever seen the 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 old rolls of camera film, the the old school ones? I know we we you laugh. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm not going to age you, but yeah, you okay. We we know who's seen it, so uh, we we've all seen those those canisters of film, and the on those those they're kind of like a brownish color on those rolls. There's nothing on them, but once you take a picture, an image is cast onto that film. When you take the film out of the camera, even though the image is there, sorry, <laughs> you cannot make out what the image shows. You have to take that film and go into a dark room. You put that film in a chemical, I had to write it down, called paraphernalian diamine. The chemical begins to expose an image that is already on the film. As soon as you took the picture, the image was on the film, but you could not see the image until you went into the dark room, until it was exposed with the proper chemical. As soon as you speak, listen to me, church, the word of faith, the image is established. But fighting the good fight of faith is going into the dark room, going into the secret place to find God. It's getting a little messy with the chemical, splashing around, exposing what God's word has already said until the proper reaction takes place in the the image comes to life. Faith brings the image of God into your reality. Don't base your faith on anything but the Word of God. Matthew 19 on the screen says, With God all things are There are times in your life when you don't see it. When you don't feel it. But you have the spoken word of faith to not let go of. You keep speaking it. You keep believing it. You keep trusting God. Isaiah 46 says, I have spoken it and it will come to pass. Amen. His word, God's word, is a revelation of His will for you. His word, get that phrase, His word. The word of God is a revelation to me. Of His will for my life. Today is Easter Sunday.
The day that Jesus rose to life. Jesus had been in a tomb and it looked as if if it was over. But in the middle of the darkness, God was working. When it seemed like all else had failed, Jesus was gone, but God was working below the surface. They had to go into the dark room. They had to get a little messy because an image was being developed that would alter the life for you and I. There are things in your life that the image is already on the film. But you've got to get in the secret place of God. You've got to get to a place where you get a little messy and you say, God, I'm learning to hold on to you. I'm holding on to what your word says. I'm holding on to the truth of this. It doesn't matter what the surface looks like. The unseen, where you're moving, I'm trusting and believing that you are the God who is moving in this place. And I will not let go. God is working on your behalf. Jesus came to heal you. He came to deliver you. But most importantly, he came to save you. The Bible says that if you speak with your mouth and confess that Jesus is Lord and believe it in your heart that that he was raised to life, then you will be saved. That's the start of the good fight of faith. (laughs) Devil doesn't have to bother you if you're going in the same direction. The good fight of faith begins because God or Satan knows when you learn how to fight the good fight of faith, all of hell has to flee. All of hell has to run scared because you've learned how to hold on to the promises of God's word. When you speak it, with your mouth, a word spoken in faith begins to manifest in heaven. And the God of heaven takes the word that you speak and he adds his glory to it and it manifests on earth. Don't not speak the word. Every situation you come into When it comes time to give your life to Jesus, I would imagine all of us in here are probably saved today. I won't go down that road. But you you don't say it in the privacy of your heart that you want to be saved. You confess with your mouth. Because when you confess it with your mouth in faith, something begins to manifest. Your salvation comes. There's a time that every one of us Contend to the fight of faith. I don't think it matters where you're at on that journey today. Wherever it is, don't give up. Keep fighting. You speak the word and you do not give up. Okay? When Jesus went to the cross. He said, it is finished. You no longer have to pay the price that he paid. You were called to walk in righteousness. You were no longer 
a sinner saved by grace. You are the righteousness of Christ Jesus. You no longer have to wonder, did God allow this to happen to me? No, 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 no. God is a good God. God is watching out for you. If there's a situation that you're going through, fight your fight of faith and do not give up. Thank you for tuning in today. For more content like this, visit our website, www.pathwaychurchok.com to see the variety of ways you can download this content and so much more. It's our pleasure that you would tune in and we believe that if you take the content you just heard, write down the parts that spoke to you, and work on a plan to apply it, you will not be the same person a year from now. We hope today you can take this content, apply it, share it, let it change you, and you can become all God has called you to become. Thank you again for tuning in. We'll be together again soon. Until then, keep growing.